Hello and welcome back to the Talking Wolves podcast. I am your host, Matt Cooper, and today we're joined by the full squad. We're back in back as a foursome, as for, feels like the first time in absolutely ages. I'll start with Dave. How you doing, mate? Very well, thank you, mate. Good weekend. Uh, how are you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Finn, how's it going, mate? Yeah, all good, thank you as well. Good to be back. I was, um, I think I was watching Ant-Man, wasn't I, last week in an attempt, because they were fixing my Wi-Fi at home. Sorry, everyone, for being absent um i think it's fixed now but a few times you have sounded like a dalek but we'll see how this goes i think we're we're all good but yeah happy to be here again you are sticking a little bit on my screen um but i can still oh, hear you so that's that's the most important thing face um, for radio they said anyway so exactly good. exactly and of course you're joined <laughs> by george how are you mate i'm good thanks how are you yeah yeah not too bad not too bad have you got have you got a t-shirt underneath that i just yeah t-shirt it's a little bit cold to be honest with you in this back room so uh just put the body It'd warm on. you put some sleeves on. <laughs> it would, it would, to be fair. I just put, literally put this on and uh, jumped on the camera, so uh, we'll go with it anyway. Is that golfing attire or? No, it's gym attire, actually. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. Tied to my radiator. That's a good one. No, so gym attire. I do, I actually put it on the golf course, to be fair. It's a nice little, little number, Christmas number. So there you go. You are partial to a round of golf, aren't you, Jordan? A few rounds of golf, yeah, when I can get there, when I can get round. But, uh, you know, life gets in the way, unfortunately. I'm busy, man, mate. Busy, man. We know, we know, because you barely turn up for these podcasts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm only messing, I'm only messing. It's good to have you all back anyway. It's good, it's good to have you all back. Um, I think it's best if we start with the Fulham game on, on Saturday, lads. Uh, Friday, even. Fulham won, Wolves won. And Dave, first half was excellent, wasn't it? Probably the best half we've played under Lapategui, maybe? Yeah, it was convincing. Like, we had, yeah. yeah, we had full, you know, full control of the game. Really surprised me. I thought being away from home, um, <clears throat> be interesting to see how we start. But we, you know, we came out out the blocks really well, and, and Fulham didn't get a sniff really first half. Possibly should have scored another one. You know, if we could have gone into half time with another goal, that would have been been solid. But I think you know the key thing is, and I'm sure we'll talk about it um, in a little bit more detail. Is obviously bringing in. Um, a, a proper number nine. And I don't mean that disrespect disrespectfully to Cunha, but uh, an actual hold-up play player almost in Raul. So, um, but yeah, really convincing first half. Great goal, well worked. Um, yeah, solid first half. Finn, how did you see it, mate? Did you make the trip down to Fulham? Yeah, saw it from very very low down. We were on row. F, I think, so yeah, sixth row. Couldn't really see much. It it does, I know, it's like every time you go low down, you think, oh, how do they do it when they see it like this? Because I'm used to being up high, so I had that old novelty again of of um, appreciating football, I think, a bit more when it's so fast-paced and you're down there. But um, yeah, had a decent view. It's a nice little ground, really, really quiet. Uh, the new bit looks nice, um, and they obviously haven't filled it all out yet, and I couldn't see the swimming pool. Um, but no complaints. So yeah, it was a nice, decent little ground, but yeah. I saw that Fulham fan trolling on Twitter about Wolves not uh not 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 selling out. Well. Did you, what did you say? <laughs> I, I just thought he was actually just an absolute idiot. So I, I like being serious. So I bit, but it took him about twenty four hours to respond to me. So I just ignored him in the end. He was just trying to be relevant, wasn't he? So I, I think any team who who sells out the quadrant doesn't really get to have a say in the matter. If you're yeah. like a, a Leeds United or a Man United or a Newcastle United who bring three thousand to every away game at Molyneux for the last, I don't know, 20 years. And you've got the likes of Fulham and Bournemouth, who, you know, barely sell out the quadrant. 
can't really throw shade, really, can you? But George, first half, impressive. Extremely impressive, extremely impressive. I thought um, it was sort of what we've been crying out for, a little bit of a, a focal point up front. And I think um, we've all written Raul off to some extent on this podcast. Um, nowhere near as bad as he has been on social media. But that's probably, for me, that was his best best performance, probably post-injury. Complete performance. I thought he was excellent. I think we could get the sombreros out and get the stickers back out because I think he's, uh, he's here to stay. Um, but no, is it, you know... That's sort of what we've all been crying for, like actually a focal point, someone for Cunha to play off. And that first half was near perfect, especially, you know, away performance in the Premier League, nullified the crowd, dominated possession, like absolutely battered them. Um, it was very much like, Ron being a little bit of the Villa away performance under Lopetegui as well, where you talk about first halves and you know, mm. performances under Lopetegui. Complete control. Um I think our play merited more goals. I don't think we really tested Leno enough across the 90 full stop, but our dominance, we should have been a couple ahead at half-time for me. And, we, well, we went on to rude the fact that we weren't, I think, by the end of the game. Yeah, we'll talk about the Srabia goal now, Dave. Maybe mm-hmm. silence a few um, unjust critics. I know there's only been a few a few people on, on, on Twitter and whatnot saying they're not really sure what he... he he, he does, but had a good chance just before. But good to see him on the on, on the score sheet, and good to see us creating from a, a well worked move. It was a fantastic move, you know, not just the immediate ball in and Raul's, you know, knocked down the whole move, the way we kept the ball, the way we moved the ball really quickly. Fortsamado was pivotal in a couple of those early attacking moves as well. He took the goal really well, um, but the ball in from Nunes was nice. The knockdown from Raul was brilliant, um, and yeah, I think that was one of Sarabia's best. Best game so far in a wall shirt. Um, you know, people have had concerns about him, like you said. But in terms of us creating chances, he's been he's been pivotal in, in recent games. So long may it continue. Hopefully, you know he's uh, going to carry on having that impact. But it's a really well taken goal, well deserved goal as well. I don't think any Wolves player since he's come in has created as many chances as Sarabia. So that I think the, I think the issue with with him was especially in the Bournemouth game. I felt there was a couple of times where we could have attacked a bit quicker and whether mistakes, his mistakes, or whether sort of his pace on or off the ball slowed us down a little bit. And I think that's what frustrated people. But you're always going to nitpick when you lose games. But I think, you know, again, he, he silenced a lot of people after his performance on Friday. Yeah, I thought I thought, I thought, thought he played really well. And Finn, you'll be happy with the Real performance, won't you? Because it means ad revenue from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not necessarily. Uh, no, yeah. they. Well, with the Mexican stuff, they've... Um... They've sort of turned on him, haven't they? Like since the World Cup, there was that whole thing with um, with Rao like taking up. They were really angry that he was almost taking up a space of someone else when he wasn't yeah. fully fit. Um, so it's strange. Yeah, you're either hero or villain. It seems, but he's still on my wall. Back, oh, it's flipped, isn't it? Back there. What did they say? Um, of a do- die, die a hero, or live long enough to be the villain. <laughs> Is that yeah. It? Well, God, he, he nearly did in his case. So let's all be thankful. I think that he's still here. So, oh, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it, it's true, isn't it? He nearly. Like <laughs> it is true, but that wasn't, that, wasn't, that wasn't what I was getting at. But thanks. <laughs> <for that. laughs> I don't think you could have picked a better metaphor. Um, yeah, well, but yeah, no, but it, it literally is. So yeah, grateful to see him on a pitch. It, it was a good. Um, it was a, it was a very good assist from where I was. You're almost looking through twenty odd bodies on the pitch to um to see the goal. And equally with that first chance, I thought he had to to score Sarabi. I don't know whether it was um actually as good as I thought, but. Um, yeah, as a man who had him in his FPL and his uh, his um, betmate team, I was very happy to see him take that second one. 
Um, and I think I think Dave's right. And in general, with Sarabi, it's almost like he's a very... I don't think he's going to massively endear himself to the fans, but he's very constant. Like I noticed in the Southampton game when everyone was losing their heads, all the players, he was the one going, calm down, calm down. And I think he's just going to constant... It's not going to be ups and downs. And you may see that with... I mean, he's more of a flair player, isn't he? So with the performance, but he doesn't seem to go too mental get too down like so he's going to be a really key addition for the next few years I think and getting that first goal is only going to help things yeah to be fair the, the Bournemouth came he was losing his head though a little bit uh, but he's, yeah, he's, an fair, experience, yeah. <laughs> he's an experienced pro isn't he and you, you, you yeah. are going to you, you are going to get that consistency I think his problem is that he's, he's not as explosive as like wire players that we've got now I think he's a cute player I think he's very intelligent but because he doesn't go and beat two or three men then mm. fans think that they're not doing anything. But, George, you probably should have put the game to bed in the first half, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should have. But, again, we just didn't... Same old story and adage of it has been for a long time. Now, at Wolves, we just didn't create enough chances, did we? Or clear-cut chances. And we didn't test Leno. I can't remember, for the full 90, Leno making a save. Or a save of note, anyway, to be quite honest. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like we dominated the ball. It was a very dominant... You know, first half performance, probably like it's arguably our best forty-five minutes all season. Like I say, Villa away was one, For- um, Forest away, Spurs away was another one. Um, you know, which was really dominant. And again, like you, you go back to miss rude chances out of those three games, picked up two points, and uh, mm. that's the problem. That's why we are down the bottom of the league. Dave, second half, we knew that Fulham would come out and be uh, a, a different beast, but. We disappointed in the way that the, the, the game unravelled. I think the, the Cunha injury was a bit of a turning point, not because it came off, but I thought I felt like it just completely changed the the dynamics of the, of the, of the game. Yeah, it killed our momentum a little bit. You know, I wasn't expecting us to continue playing the full free-flowing attacking football in the second half. You knew, you know, in the position that we're in, and you go in at half-time with the lead, that you're going to take your foot off the gas a little bit and sit back a little bit more. Um, and I didn't feel like Fulham offered a huge amount. Obviously, Saar had to make a couple of half-decent stops. But, you know, I thought we restricted them to to very little, to be honest. But we just lost any anything going forward. Um, like George said, we didn't create a, a huge amount of clear-cut chances in the first half. But there was absolutely nothing. Uh, I think Lopetegui had the right ideas with the subs that he brought on. He had the right intentions. But once again, Pedence, Costa, Adama, just, you know, almost anonymous when they, when they came off off the bench, um, which was pretty frustrating. But yeah, I mean, their goal is something out of nothing. You know, you could, again, you could nitpick at certain individuals, but I knew as soon as it left his boot, the shot was absolutely perfect. And difficult for Sar to see, I think, because there was a couple of bodies in front of him, but the bend, the the position of the effort was brilliant. And obviously it's Sod's law because he was in my bet, mate, and I took him out because he didn't start. So, um, well, yeah, Mana Solomon on a good p- bit of form at the minute, but it's a great finish, to be fair. It is. He just used the, the centre-halves as a guy, didn't he, to bend it yeah. round. It was, it, was, it was a fantastic finish. It's one of those just for me, hold your hand. He's, um, yeah. Sorry, he's half Portuguese as well, I think. Is he? I think so. Is but, he on loan from Shakhtar? It's a weird situation, yeah. I think. Uh, it's I think he's pretty the, much theirs, uh, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's like pretty a, much Fulham's. I think um, they have to agree a deal with Shakhtar in the summer, uh, but it's because of the whole Ukrainian thing. That's why they yeah. got him. So, yeah. Mm. It's strange, isn't it? He looks a good player, though. Looks a really good tidy, player. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But it's, it, you know, 
could you say Samaido didn't cover the ground quick enough? But it's, I think you've been uber critical there. But let's speak about the fullbacks, Finn. And I mean, Hugo Bueno got man of the match. Carragher was singing his praises after after the game for, for Sky Sports. But I thought him and Samaido had a had a fantastic game. Yeah, it's a shame Sky Sports man of the match didn't count for FPL points as well because I had Bueno as well. But we move. Um, I think yeah, they were very good. I think that one. Um, that one sort of blot on Tomato's copybook is the the only real foot he put wrong. I think talking about the, the Fulham crowd, Solomon was the only one that sort of sparked them into life. They were starting first off, and then second off, every time he got the ball, it's funny to see the far side, just everyone get up. So to deal with that and for him to have a good start and then recover against Solomon, I thought Tomato was brilliant. Um, Bueno, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't have gone as far as man of the match, but uh, he, he was impressive. I think there was a, a few good crosses late on that, I mean, with a... A better striker, so he'd probably have an assist to his name again for FPL points. Uh, but no, yeah, solid performances. They've got decent wingers. I thought um, Dick would overread did well first half as well, and we we dealt with them quite well. Willie Ann didn't see anything, and you've seen the goals he's been scoring in recent weeks. We kept him really quiet. So yeah, full praise. I mean, it has it's felt like a long time since we've praised the fullbacks like as a, as a mm. whole. But yeah, it's really promising. George, you think that Bueno's made that left back position his own, or do you still think that he, he could be fifty fifty with Aitnori? I think it's um, yeah. I think it's up for debate still. To be honest with you, I think they're both very talented footballers. It's probably we've probably got in terms of depth at left back. You know, there'll be there'll be teams in the league screaming out for one of them, even even in the, in around the top six. You know, and Ryan Giles, mate. And, and Ryan Giles, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. So no, I think we're quite. Um, I think we're quite lucky to have them both. I'll be honest with you. I still don't know who the better one out of the two is. If I'm being completely mm-hmm. honest with you, I think you watch Breno put performance in the late. I think Breno, then Aitner, he comes in the team and has a good game, and then you're just like, well, what's going on? I mean, it's a good headache to have if you're Lopetegui, because that's one thing that we've not really had for a long time is strength and depth in uh, certain areas. It's just shame it's left back and not striker, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we, we praise Raul, and like you said, it's probably his, one of his better games that he's had, but another player for me who has come in for criticism in in in, in recent times and, and, and I've been one of those people who's criticised me, Jose Sarr. And I feel like the last two, three, maybe four games, Dave, he's quietly gone about his business and and has kept us in, in, in the game. And that, that save against Vinicius, yes, Dawson should get up better, but it's a it's an unbelievable save in the dying embers of the game. Yeah, I think it's ever since um <clears throat> Yeah, so what was the game, first game since then? Liverpool, so four games ago. Um, but what I think a big part of it is now our almost not relying on him with the ball at his feet. We've stopped that now. I think, yes, we are still trying to play out of the back, but I think we almost sort of know SARS, uh, you know, uh, weaknesses, strengths and weaknesses. It's obviously a conversation we had on the pod in and around that sort of time. Um, so I think that's that's one of the things, you know, we, we've relied on him less w- with his feet and he just let the goalkeeping do the talking. He's made a couple of great saves, uh, made a couple of good stops, you know, against Southampton. There was one where Kilman had, with the poor back pass, it was a good save there. And like you said, he made one or two decent stops. I thought the one in the first half was really good where his body was like the completely wrong position and still managed to hold on to one of Vinicius's headers towards the end of the first yeah, half. Yeah, save. The diving stop towards the end is it was a huge save, and uh, yeah, you know we deserve the point for that alone. I think. 
don't know what it is about Portuguese keepers. It might just be the two that we've had, but they just can't kick a ball, can they? Yeah. Then in fact, Diogo Diogo Costa's any better? I know he had a, he had a bit of a stinker at the World Cup, didn't they? But yeah, I'm not so, sure. I, I don't know. I, I, about Ma- Mana Solomon, sorry, be- before someone corrects me, he's not actually half Portuguese. He's got a Portuguese passport because he he is of Sephardic Jewish descent. If if anyone knows what that means. What league do they play? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he learns something new every day. Finn, yeah, yeah. An- another player who's come in and, and really kind of revolutionised the, the away, not only allows himself to play, but others to play in Mario Lamina. I thought he was unbelievable against Fulham as well. I know he obviously got the, the red card against Southampton for running aggressively. Wasn't so much... <laughs> Uh, aggressive running, but very progressive in his running. Yeah, well, and just on that, every time three play, three Fulham players were around the ref, I don't know that it came on the TV, like came through, um, but Wolves fans, every time, if, if that was us, you'd send him off. Um, so I don't know that that's <laughs> going to carry on. Um, but there were a few too fair, but no, yeah, um, as you say, uh, a little bit more clever with his running, sort of at Fulham players instead of jogging towards the referee. And yeah, I, I mean, we've raved about Polina, haven't we? And I thought he gave as good as he got with him. Um and yeah, it just makes such a difference. He's sort of doing a, a sort of Premier League tribute tour, isn't he? Having to go up against his two former teams yeah. in those first two away games. Um, and I think they've, well, maybe more Fulham than Southampton, but they've seen what they're they're missing there. I didn't, I didn't think he'd be as good as he has been, if you know what I mean. But, but he's, yeah, he's been. He's allowed Neves to to flourish a bit more. Maybe Nunes to get a little bit worse. Um, but I suppose we can, can see <laughs> that in the next few games. But that's no fault of his own. Great signing. How old is he? Is he, is he touching thirty? Twenty nine. 29. So, yeah, yeah, still a good few years in him. And, yeah, yeah, brilliant so far. Dynamic is the word, I think, Jude. <laughs> you said it, not me. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he gets around the pitch quite well, doesn't he, to be fair to him. Yeah. Uh, he's excellent. He covers, covers every blade of grass, as uh, the commentators would like to say as well. No, he's, he's great. He sort of gives us legs and mobility that we've lacked at times in, in our midfield three or two. In the Premier League, with Neves and Moutinho not exactly being 100 meter sprinters, um, so it's just good that we've got um, someone who can do that role for us. And I think the the way that he plays frees Neves up another 20 yards for the pitch, and we start to see the benefit now. Neves playing a little bit more advanced, he's getting in the box, late runs and stuff. Which, to be honest with you, I don't think we ever, anyone even thought had that part to his game. But I mean, he put out a header in the first half. He just sent wide, didn't he? I think Neves as well. So. Mm. Yeah, but having Lamina in there's just sort of freed Neves up a bit more and get involved in the game a bit. So you know, uh, you know, he's, he's like Finn said, he's sort of surpassed everything I thought he would be. Um, I thought he was a decent player. I didn't think he was as good as what we've got until I've seen it. So just long may it continue. What was the feed Dave? Around ten million was it? A bit less than that, I think. But yeah, in, in and around that sort of fee. But yeah, you know, excellent. Oh, it's still early days, but he's added exactly what we need. I think he's added, you know, similar impact to the midfield to what Bubakar Traore had. And I've, I've said it the last couple of weeks. I think we haven't quite seen Nunes, Nebes, and Bubakar Traore as much as we would have wanted to. But Lamina's come in and just been brilliant so far. So, yeah, long may it continue. I think if, if he started against Bournemouth, you know, we, we could have easily won last week. Do you think we a midfield three of Neves, Bubakar, and Lamina could work? It could do because I think Bubakar still offers that sort of almost box to box type. Um, yeah, and he can finish. We've seen, it. 
Yeah, I think he, he can drive forward well with the ball. Very difficult to tackle at times. So I think he could easily offer that. Are yeah, you preempting like next to... season, maybe? Or <laughs> I, I'm preempting in a couple of weeks, to be honest. Oh, Nunes, right, okay. <laughs> Nunes has flattered to deceive, you know hasn't I he? I want to see Mateus Nunes on one of the AB skills videos where he puts the bottle on the floor. <laughs> can you hit me with the bottle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see if you can do it. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a cow's arse here and a banjo. Can you have, have a go at this? <laughs> <laughs> I've just been on a um, a Liverpool preview to Cop TV, and you know, like what what's Nunes like? I'm like, I don't even know. I honestly don't know. You can tell there's a fantastic footballer there, but he's oh, he's so good, it. but he's so bad at the same time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He does. So, uh, oh, I don't. He just can't pass the football. It just feels like everything he's good at is natural. And when we signed him, there was yeah. that thing I think I said on the podcast where it was just an I athlete was like bakery five years ago or whatever. You can tell that he maybe he's only like learning the basics of passing now, but and everything he's got, he's just been able to do. But it is strange, and it probably does make sense if he wasn't really playing five years. I was hoping for a couple of worldies as well by now. Yeah, yeah. his last game yeah. wasn't it was a worldie before he joined, yeah. but he seemed to have used them all up. He's got like the the pro clubs build of putting everything on pace. And, yeah. really, and like <laughs> he's got no trade points left now to put on to put on passing, <laughs> but I'm I'm yeah he's a decent cross though to be fair wasn't it for what for the, brilliant ball, the yeah. I don't think he played mm-hmm. that badly against Fulham but just on the whole he's just he's pa- to he's be fair so his passing's been a lot better this last week he was a lot yeah. better I thought Bournemouth I oh know Bournemouth's the one we had a bit of a stinker but Fulham it was, yeah. it was a lot better yeah. But as as George said on the last podcast, he's worth about fifteen million pounds now, just because of his. Uh, of his I, don't, I never said that. He's trying to get me <laughs> I never said that. I just, all I said was there's a conversation to be had very soon. And again, I still think there is. Like you know, we never signed him as a left winger, did we? He's not a left winger. Um, well, I know I know football's a lot of fluid now, and it's not yeah. like Mike Bassett sticking your position, but he's um, he's not a left sided midfielder in my opinion. So. I think there's an argument to say probably not in our well. There's an argument to say you won't pick him in our best eleven right now. I think if you pick it, you know. I don't not know if you tough. go how everyone wants to go four four two, then you probably or you four two three one. He 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 doesn't play, or does he play on on the left? He's know. one of those, isn't it? Like he's been he's been quite underwhelming, but you, you probably wouldn't take him out of the team. It's weird, like you can mm. see he's such a good player there, but then like so frustrating in, in equal yeah. amounts, but. Um, Talking of, of frustration in equal amounts, I thought that Pedence and Costa, Jord, when they came on, it was it didn't really offer much, did they? I said it. I said it last week on the podcast. Pedence, after he's come back from an injury, he's absolutely terrible. Honestly, he should just. I don't. Again, oh, it's just. I don't know what it is. Like I said, the West Brom game in lockdown. I watched him thinking, "What the fuck are you doing?" Last week against Bournemouth, I was like, "This guy don't know how to kick a football." It's full. I mean, he did everything over them. Actually, passed to the team, mate. Like, and he was our player of the month in January, and rightly so, by mm. the way. He was brilliant, and then, like, yeah, he has these knocks. I mean, he's made out of poppadoms for what? And mm. he, he comes back, and then I don't know what it is. It's just I don't it's know. Like, he needs to play like soft play, doesn't he, or something with like kids. He needs to get like <laughs> banks or like go kids go and play like like yeah indoor football. <laughs> go like, kids go, man. Just like like, <laughs> rubber, like I don't know what he needs to do. Like he's just not fit, is he? Or it takes well, with, him, oh, okay. If he's fit, it take, always seems to take him a long time to get back to any sort of sharpness, which I don't get. That's what I was going to say, yeah, with this much data. If it was on a graph, it'd almost be... Well, this is bad for a podcast, so I'll just speak it instead of doing my hand. Um, but it's almost <laughs> like you saw, he, he's awful, gets better and better and better. So for the listeners, the, the, the graph is going up. 
and then gets injured at that highest point, straight down to the bottom. Then he's got to warm up for another 10, gets injured. And I think with three seasons now, three or, is it three or four seasons deep, I think we've got enough to say that's how it seems to go. And it's really unfortunate for him. But at his peak, he's, he's like first name on the team sheet, isn't he? And then with currently his last name on the bench. Yeah. Honestly, what? watching him against or watching him against Fulham, if you were to say, right, you can have a hundred pound bet whether he can do ten kickups or not, this guy, I'd say no. <laughs> he honestly just seems to just lose all ability. When he comes back from injury, he's just so bad. I don't know what it is. So bad. Dave, do you think they'll, do you think they'll give him a new contract? He's out of contract in the next season, isn't he? I think he'll go in the summer. I don't think he'll be on this summer. I don't. Yeah, I think I've been talking about it. Um, I did a video actually about it today, and I think Jimenez will be gone, Costa will be gone, Pedence, the three big ones I think will be gone, alongside one of the midfielders. Obviously, Matinho as well. It'll be a right clear out, isn't it? How about Adama? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think He's the only there. one that I'm women and are about. Yeah. So. Well, Napoli are meant to be um, monitoring him, aren't they? Yeah, they're very heavily interested. It just keeps being recycled, that story, by different Italian journalists. But, um, yeah, Dharma, I'm, I'm not sure about. But, yeah, I, I think Pedence will go in the summer. Don't know where to, what's all. I think he's still playing at a great level. But I think that, like Finn, you've said there, that has been his issue. Consistency in performances. Mm. And he had a little, you know, when he gets a really good run in the team, he's very a very good footballer. But I think it was towards... Was it the end, the end of Nuno's tenure or the end of last season where I think it might be the end of Nuno's where he picked up a couple of knocks and it just killed all of his momentum. So frustrating. Yeah. I don't I can't see Adama playing much for Napoli though. Not with no Farrah Scalia and Lozano. I think they're gonna get rid of Lozano in summer, I think. I think they're getting rid of Lozano. He's got a year left him, a year and a half left on his please. deal. But... Yeah, that might be why. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. You say um, talking of Napoli. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the Betmate pot, though. And it was a very, very fruitful weekend for at least three of us. Um, so, big shout out to Damba to £150 and finished first. But Finley Morris came second by one point one seventy five. First time for everything. How, how do you feel, um, mate? What have we spent it on? You know what? I'd completely forgot. I must have done it about a week before. Um, and then put Captain Sarabi. I, can't, I wouldn't even be able to tell you what my team was now. And then I thought once we got to the ground, I thought, right, I must do my bet, mate. And then, to be fair, I got into the ground and someone tried to fight me and then I got all flustered and then the game started. What? And then I, I was like, <laughs> and then literally, but I'm so what? grateful they did because I would have changed it all. And now, you just and then skip I the whole story there, though. Yeah, 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 why did someone try and fight you? Just because, like, I'm on a screen or something, I don't know. But then I, I got awesome. out of that. But I don't know. I don't know because it's mixed, isn't it? That bit where you drink. So I couldn't mm. tell. But yeah, well, but thank you to that bloke because I won some money. So I mean, let's just finish the bet, mate, before we, we go on to your. <laughs> um, no, it doesn't need it. Fourth, just fourth round no, stoppage in the fan park. <laughs> no, no, I, um, nothing happened. No. No, well, we're going to find out. So, uh, I can't, I actually came fifth, winning eighteen pounds twenty-five, which is a I haven't came in the place pots 
um, paid pots for, for, for a little while. And Jord, who's normally high flying, came 29th, winning £1.66. So that's tips... some orgy in it, that 29th coming 29th. Yeah. Some orgy. <laughs> Jord, Jord's about £4 off winning a million quid out of bet, mate. So <laughs> he's, he's slowly but surely getting get there. And Dave narrowly missed out on the paid places. But have, have we ever all finished in paid places? Possibly, but we never got big wins. We've I think... all finished together, but now I'm bet me. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't come at all. So I'll be crap at soccer this year. Yeah. <laughs> Finn, what? So did someone try to smack you? Yeah, it was weird. It was really strange. It was more my mum um, would have probably gone back to him than me because she's from Blackpool. Um, but no, yeah, it was just it was. You know, I don't know. They've been to Fulham, but it's sort of you do your ticket and then that whole yeah. stand mix all together. It's not um, mixed anymore, though. It's it's not a neutral end. No, no but as in like the, where you though. get a drink. Yeah, where yeah. you get. So you have to no, like. It's really strange. Setup. Yeah, what'd say, Dave? That's a weird setup. Yeah. Yeah, really strange. So you have to like walk down to the end, and it was sort of in that area where you filter. There was like a few walls, a few Fulham, um, and I was just going to the toilet. But I think I I was walking past someone and accidentally bumped into them. Went, oh, sorry. And then one of the other mates was like, oh, "You fucking, oh, sorry, you flipping this and." Flipping that, and then I just, uh, yeah, I pulled my mother away, and uh, <laughs> and go to the toilet. But then literally, and then I was a bit flustered, and then the game started, and then uh, and then you text me saying you're second in the bet, mate. I completely forgot I'd done it. So I hate people like that. Time. Just like start grief over nothing. It was yeah, it's probably similar like to the one early on, Dave. Remember the the uh, one yeah. at Leicester? It was similar. Yeah, they just sort yeah, of yeah. throws you off a bit, doesn't it? But it's, yeah, it's all right. Did, what did he did he mention because you were a a, a vlogger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. So he knew he's a he's a Wolves fan then. Yeah. yeah, but with a really southern accent. So I don't know. Oh, there's a few. Freddie Evans probably. <laughs> you got to be, you got to be chucking names out. <laughs> Joey Paul. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely. He listens. Joey listens. So. <laughs> that's a shame, though, mate. It's a shame that happened. Yeah, really. Oh, yeah, so it comes with it, doesn't it? Comes with it. Don't worry. It was, it Liber- happens at Liverpool. I'll be there, mate. Don't worry. I'll sort of exactly. Yeah, they won't have both. They won't be able to have both. No exactly. Way. Oh well, mate. Well, I, I hope you're all right. It's a shame that happened, but well, it's, I see it as insurance money. So thank you, bet, mate. It's a, it's worked out all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Um, the games are coming thick and fast now, though, aren't they, lads? We've got Liverpool Wednesday uh, up at Anfield. Jord will be going sitting in the away end for once. Uh, <laughs> 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 One dig a week at least. No, it's only because Jord bites the most. It Jord is a Wolves fan, but there was there was a couple of rumours. Or, or... I wasn't even. I wasn't even. Wasn't, hang on, you even, you even look, look, you're even <laughs> like. There's no, I don't even think there's any, a couple of rumours. There's like. <laughs> Jord addresses last week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just come up on news now, just a uh, you know, like an EFL, <laughs> EFL world, football league world, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever it's called. But no, you, your old man's a Liverpool fan, isn't he, George? Yeah, but he's one that goes, so he can't really call him a glory hunter, as sorts, anyway. No, no, Fine but <laughs> George, how do you fancy your chances Wednesday night against Liverpool? Because it looked like they turned. A little bit of a corner, um, but it came crashing back down to earth with the with the loss against Real Madrid. First twenty minutes, they were fantastic. But are you are, are you confident? And obviously, we're just off the back of a, a win against Liverpool. How are you feeling about it? I don't know because 
like you say, the the, New, the Everton and Newcastle games um, felt like they were purring a little bit. And I know we spoke about it on the podcast last week. And then even that round with you, the first 20 minutes, I thought, God, the back. And I was thinking, like, you know, they're going to be after us after we did them 3-0 not so long ago. And then Palace, they were extremely flat again, weren't they? So it'll be interesting. I think it'll be interesting to see what Klopp does with the lineup as well. Um, I feel like we've got to go there and play with some confidence. I feel like the, the the way to play these teams is if you go up there and just sit in and get and try and nick something, I think nine times out of ten you're going to get a hammering. So I'd rather just go toe to toe with them a little bit, force them back, and play on the play on their jitters and their nerves. I think if we keep it tight, 15, 20 minutes in terms of silence the crowd a little bit, longer the game goes on, the more we'll probably grow into it a little bit. And I don't think they're very good set piece defending set defensively at set pieces. Um, I feel like we can get at them. I think Cunha's a big loss though, if I'm honest with you. Um, but yeah, well, let's just wait and see. I, I don't like the word free it, but. Yeah, start the season. You're going to Anfield. You don't expect anything, do you? No, and uh, you, you know, for me, the, the more winnable game, even though the, the one for the last five is Spurs on Saturday. Um, but Dave, we've we've Cunha injured. It, I mean, looking at what his his, his son or his daughter, um, son, yeah. son putting a, a plaster on his ankle. It doesn't. I mean, I'm no physiotherapist, but it doesn't look. It's not in a, a brace or anything. It doesn't look that swollen. Probably anticipate him not to play though don't you the way he, he, he was stretched off yeah it does look it looks a little bit swollen but not as bad as what we what we expect there's no we're probably not going to know till tomorrow when uh, I'd assume Lopetegui does a presser um, so yeah I would assume he's not going to be in the squad for, for Wednesday which again I, you know the mixed comments about him after the game against Fulham there were some people in, in the reaction video comments saying like good almost you know because he, you know we can rely on someone else but then there's other people sort of echoing what we said earlier on about him sort of off the ball you know being a bit of a nuisance so be interesting to see how we react and how we change the, the squad for Wednesday if Cunha's not involved who do you think will come in for him if um, if if he's, if he's not around I've got a feeling it'll be your 4-3-3 but with Nunes as a left winger again um, unless he plays a, a Dharma Raul and Sarabia but I think I think it'll be the Nunes left wing experiment. If you can call that. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I know Nunes had a load of joy with with Trent, didn't he, on that left hand side against uh, Liverpool? Just just keep forcing him back, getting him behind, making him defend. But I think if they do, if if Lopetegui does do that thing, it probably as I come to him, as he looks like he's froze. Um, perhaps right. that speaks volumes around against about our other wide men if he's. Keep continues to persist with Nunes as that as that wide midfielder. I know, I know as as we said earlier, it's football's a lot fluider, more fluid. But yeah, I, well, going back to something I teased about 15, 20 minutes ago, I'd probably go eight. I know I always say it's against Liverpool, but I'd go eight. I'd like to see eight Nori on the left, and I think Nunes. To be fair, I know he played on the right for Sporting Lisbon. I don't think he had he played much on the left there. I don't know, but I think he'd probably be it'd be better for him on the right. I'd sort of say right, Nunes, you follow Robertson and eight Nori. You get at Trent and play Bueno and eight Nori, and then I think even in the reverse Liverpool game we played Sarabia and Cunha as a front two. So I'd go Sarabia and Raúl, and then Nunes and eight Nori, maybe in a more four four two slash. I suppose you could even go eight Nori on the left, uh, Sarabia on the right, and then the three in midfield as well. It could be all that asymmetric fancy, all that European stuff. Um, but no, I'd like to see him in there one way or the other. Um, and I think yeah, that that sort of targets. 
the areas that they're weakest in. I think I would like to have Cunha for the game. And but I like the the look of Sarabia in that too. I like the look of Aitnori further forward. So something like that for me. How about if I said to you inverted centre mid? So you play <laughs> Neves, Lamina, left and right wing, and Sarabia and oh yeah, Pedence as your midfield too. Oh my beautiful. God. And then Craig Dawson right back, Semedo centre half. He's done it what? before. What was that one I sent a few weeks ago? And no disrespect to our American viewers, but they do have some incredible. Uh, Wasn't shoehorning Cody into the eight roll, was it? Like you try and do every something single like podcast. that. I think it was eight. <laughs> it was something so so. Bad. Oh no, it was one centimid, wasn't it? And like five attackers or something ridiculous. <laughs> Love it. I was there like, mate, what, what, what are you watching here? I think it was Pedence, Jimenez, Cunha, Sarabia, Adama all playing. I was like, mate, what the. <laughs> No. It's worth a try. I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe on FM, but not in real life. <laughs> like that one on FIFA, wasn't it? Everyone used to play the yeah. one CDM, and it's like left wing, right wing, cam two strikers. Yeah, beautiful right. heritage. Oh, Lamina yeah. could do it. Like a, or a Catana- Is it a Catanaccio? It's like something like yeah, Catanaccio, yeah, Segundo <laughs> <Just> Volante. Some... <laughs> yeah, just the, the, that mad formation that Italians <laughs> use in like the eighties or nineties. Like, I kind of George probably remember it better than I did. <laughs> Channel four, mate. Oh god. Nah, there, there are some there are some funny shouts though. It that is true that that formation is so like when you're playing FM, mm. you've gone one nil down and it's like 20 minutes. No, you've go, been in the like, cup final. Yeah. I'm bringing five strikers on. And yeah. there's literally there's not enough room for me to drag them into position. So like <laughs> two are just gonna be happy playing as advanced as advanced playmakers. You don't get another highlight for the rest of the game. <laughs> if you, I always find and it's off topic. But if you go ultra attacking, uh, you never and, you, and you and you and you winning, you never see another highlight again. Yeah, so no, I've never never played ultra attacking. BS. Do you not? Nah, you gotta go. Atta- ultra attacking never works. Attacking's fine, but ultra attacking there. Nah. What do you fucking know anyway? No. <laughs> <laughs> but Dave. Can you see Wolves getting a result here at Anfield? It's obviously out of, out of form a little bit, but still tough, isn't it? Yeah, so tough. And I think it's, I know obviously we beat him so comfortably a couple of weeks ago, but to, as bad as it sounds, different team now. They've got Van Dyke back in, who's phenomenal. Um, Jota could be a part of the squad. I know he started against Palace. Um, so they've got a lot of good players back. Canate could potentially be back as well. So I think it, it's, you know, I know it's not on TV for people um, legally in the in the United Kingdom, um, but I don't think it would be a pretty game for Wolves fans to watch. I think we could sit back, try and frustrate Liverpool, as we have done like historically at Anfield, and try to get them on the counter. But we'll wait and see. I think it it could be a long evening for us, but I hope I'm wrong, and I hope we you know I hope we get the three points. Mm. If Nunes isn't fit, Finn, it looks like Jota could start up top. How much do we miss him? <laughs> I know. To be fair, I caught like the first half of the of the Palace game, and he seemed like like he made a bit of a difference. But I think every time, well, at least a few of the times um, we've come up against him in a Liverpool shirt, he's played really well and and then scored. He was in that lockdown game as well. Um, we do miss him, but I, yeah, I don't know. He's he's had his injury troubles there, like he had with us as well. And just on that sort of, I slightly disagree. With Dave, I think we'll do do okay. I think we'll 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 give as good as we get. I think I've been listening to a lot of maybe like talk sport or things like that. People are saying 
with Liverpool's position, they're going, oh, but two games in hand, so add six points, add six points. And knowing that we're one of those games, it's sort of maybe more sort of like, no, we can do them here. And I think we can. It's I don't think we've ever got, we've even got a point at Anfield um, since we've come up. I know we've got the draw in the FA Cup, which should have been the win, but I think this is the no, one. I, they don't scare me too much. No. no, not since we come back up. I imagine the mm. Stephen Ward goal was the last time we won there in the in God, the league. Yeah. Wasn't Our it? record there in the league is atrocious. Yeah, um, it's awful. I know I said it was a long night. I didn't mean that in regards to result. I don't, you know, I think the score will be just close, a, but uh, I think it, it. I wouldn't expect us to go sort of free flowing all out yeah. attack football. Yeah, no, no. We shall see. We shall see. It should be an interesting game. Right then, lads, moving on to the Betmate pot for this game. So it's £3 in for your chance to win the share of £300, and that's part of the Prem double header. So let's talk through our team. So I've gone heavy Wolves and Arsenal. Now, Jordan normally says, now your colours to the mast, go, go heavy on one team. Obviously, it's across two fixtures, so I've gone heavy with two teams, but probably... Most people, Jordan, would probably go heavy Arsenal-Liverpool, wouldn't they? Well, you'd like to think so, yeah. I can't see yeah, Everton exactly. getting anything at the Emirates, really. Well, no, who knows, no. to be fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, No, yeah, definitely, yeah. Go heavy two teams on this one, I think, is, is the yeah. plan and the strategy. So I've gone with the best-looking player in the league in goal, Aaron Ramsdale. Then I've gone for <laughs> Hugo Bueno and Zinchenko. And then I've captain Neves with Mario Lamina. I think Lamina could put himself about and make quite a few tackles. Uh, and then I've gone with Eddie Nketiah and Saka up top, vice-captain. Uh, I may take Nketiah out, but I think most of those are, are, are pretty nailed on starters. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping if Wolves can nick something at, at Anfield, then it might set me, um, put the cat amongst the pigeons in terms of my uh, my final standings for, for the bet, mate, pop. But Dave, moving on to your team, mate, can you, can you talk us through it? Yeah, I've gone with a little bit of a, a mixed bag, to be honest. Um, I've gone with Ramsdale in goal as well. I've gone with two Liverpool defenders, but in hindsight, possibly, I think Arsenal probably got a better chance of keeping a clean sheet, but I've gone with Robertson and Trent. Um, you know, there's not, it's not 100% that they'll both start, so that may well change. I've kept Neves in the midfield, though. I think, you know, he's a guaranteed decent amount of points, regardless of Wolves, if Wolves get a clean sheet or not. And Erdegaard in the middle midfield as my vice. And then I've gone with a, an Arsenal duo up top in Martinelli and Bukayo Saka as my captain. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Let's hope with this one we can all finish in the in, in pay places. That'd be lovely. Finn, do you want to talk me through the team, mate? Yeah, I'm sort of taking George's advice. His training's going well so far with, with last week. So I've gone for a big gold stripe and then a big red stripe in my team. So I've got, uh, not the drink, uh, Ramsdale, Zinchenko, and then with what I was saying before, eight Nori. So I'm just sort of hoping on that one and I can switch that out if he if Lopetegui doesn't share my brain, um, probably to uh, Bueno or Smedo. And then I've got Neves and Odegaard in midfield, uh, Bakayo Saka and the hero of last week, Pablo Sarabia up front. And I've viced... Uh, Saka and Captain Dodegaard. So not fully, fully, fully confident on Wolves. But as you say, yeah, if Wolves get something there, you've got the base Arsenal points and then I think we'll we'll be in and about it. Mm. Now, Jordan, I know you'd like to try and pick seven seven Liverpool players because of your ties with the club, but you can <laughs> unfortunately only pick four. But looking at your lineup, there's 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 none at all. No, no, it's shocking, isn't it? Though? Shocking. <laughs> Redman um, George. <laughs> Redman George, yeah. <laughs> um, no, that, that's a different podcast. That's Tuesdays. Um, yeah, we... <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, 
No, so I've gone with um, Jose Sarr in goal, uh, Craig Dawson at the back, because I think he's probably the best footballer in the world at attacking set pieces. I'm being sheerish, being sheerish. Uh, Gabriel, <laughs> Gabriel as well. Um, again, another threat off set pieces. Gone. Ruben Nevsh, vice captain. Odegaard, captain, because I think he's an unbelievable footballer, to be honest with you. Then I've gone with Saka and Martelli up top. Wonderful. Uh, Finn, can I just get a pronunciation check on Udegood? Oh, God. Who was it? That, um, John McKenzie. Oh, it's, the, it's the TIFO podcast. It's like, he's at Udegaard. And I'm like, Erdogan. come on. Like, he did a he video about the pronunciation is. guy, that's why. So now he's like... Uh, like I, I get I, it's any name like I know we've joked about it for years Matt because we've had Nevsh and Gwedge and all those but like I just it seems to be for foreign names but if you listen to French football on a Man United game they don't go Scott McTominay like you just say it in your own that's like there's no point is it like it really it shouldn't wind me up as much but Erdegaard tipped me over the edge like I'm fine with Erdegaard maybe then Odegaard because there is a little thing but Gorch I'm like, come on. It sounds like when me and Dave first did an interview with Alex Goncalves from oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Portuguese football expert, and we were calling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I know Dave's a bit of a stickler for pronunciation anyway, aren't you, mate? So. Yeah, I don't, but I, don't, I don't pronounce the names like that. I'll do the basic yeah. stuff like, yeah. you know, Gage or Gonzalo. Yeah. You, you, lo- you love a Raul de Thomas as well, don't yeah. you? <laughs> I roll the arse for some reason. I don't know why yeah, I do Patrick that. Yeah, Patrick Catrone. Oh, well, mate. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, that's not the only bet, mate, pop for this game. So, pleased to announce that Betmate have got a new game mode called Full-Time Result. So, essentially what it is, it all there's a, there's a load of games. So, for this pot, it's the midweek full-time results pots for the FA Cup and Prem games. So, there's a selection of games within the pot, and it's £5 in for your chance to win £500. And all you have to do is, is predict the correct result of the game. So, it's three points for a correct result. That's not the score, so it's just a win for or draw for, for for a particular side um and yeah it's it's a new game mode we all had a go at the weekend it, it was good fun um and i mean it, it's really hard to predict but i think everyone else is in the same boat so it could make you know with with stuff like that there's definitely an opportunity jord as as a bet mate loyal did you have a go at the weekend did you enjoy it i enjoyed it i had a go but i've got no strategy at the minute i think i did okay but i don't think i cashed so I thought I was doing all right as well because I predicted a, a Palace Liverpool draw, Man City win, obviously. Uh, that was an odd, was it? Uh, but I thought, you know, I'll have a look. And I was like, about 85th or something stupid. I thought, yeah, I well, was well done. <laughs> so I Perhaps you need to do a bit right, of a, a SWOT analysis of uh, a bit of strategy work. Cause... Yeah, give me a few weeks. I'll crack the code. Don't worry. <laughs> if you start cracking the code on that, though, you, you know, not not advocating using other bookmakers, but if you can start predicting like results and getting them right, then. You can start putting the lottery numbers on for me if you want, mate. Yeah, I saw getting banned from the casino as well. Oh. Mario Lamina was in the casino recently, wasn't he? He was, yeah. yeah. According to Twitter. According to Twitter. Loves it, absolutely loves it. Right then, chaps, as I said, the games are coming thick and fast. And before we know it, we'll be at Molyneux again on Saturday for Wolves versus Spurs. Dave, is this a more winnable game than Liverpool? Um, without Conte, Spurs look a, a different beast. <laughs> Um, yeah, they're playing really well at, at the moment. I think it's possibly more winnable 
mainly because we're at home. Um, but I think in terms of difficulty, it's probably very similar to, to Liverpool I right now. I think we play better away from home. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I think it's still a tough game. I think the next two are tough. Next three are tough because we've got Newcastle as well. Um, but yeah, if we can come out the, the rest of this month with you know six points, I think it's a very positive positive month for us. But we, we can get something, definitely. We always we always have pretty close games against Spurs, to be fair. We gave them a good game earlier this season and should have done better. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I've just uh, I've just watched Trinko score an absolute worldie for sporting. Mm. <laughs> oh, that was just further compounds the misery, doesn't it? Honestly, he's done through about five players. Um, I know he's only playing Estoril, but I will. Just thought I'd let you know that. If anyone wants to go and have a look at that, Proxima Janada, is, uh, who's actually worked with us on previous podcasts, go and have a look at that. But Finn, what are you expecting Saturday? I was expecting, I, did, like, I didn't realise they'd won four out of the last five until you, you'd said that before. So Does it feel like it, does it? No, exactly. I was expecting an easier game half an hour ago than I am now. Um, it was it with, Did they get slapped by Leicester or someone? And yeah. I think that's the thing that's sticking in my mind. Um, I know from from listening to bits of Spurs stuff that Ben Tanker injuries they were absolutely gutted with that. So I just assumed that they were going to go downhill from there. But yeah, maybe a little bit more impressive than I thought. But I think we always do well. You've got Son sort of lost his place. Richarlison still not scored a goal. Kulusevski not in that original form that he was in. Perisic been underwhelming. You've a Poro's debut sounded like a nightmare. So Emerson Royale's back in there. That back three's gettable. Um, I think it's only really Romero that that I'd probably take. So it should be a decent game, but with yeah, with that sort of form, maybe I've got to take it a little bit more more cautiously. Hey, was it Tim Sherwood who said like Porro's not even a footballer or something like that and he's dying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We said he played for Benfica as well. He got the completely wrong yeah, team. Did, yeah. uh, clown. Yeah, don't listen to Tim <laughs> I think George's got his gilet on, hasn't he? <laughs> I was going to say, that's a nice goal. <laughs> Remember when he was like, like doing bits at Villa and everyone thought he was going to be like the next England manager. When was Spurs? Spurs, Spurs, yeah. Spurs, well. Spurs sorry, Spurs, and he went to Villa and yeah. bummed out, didn't they? And then that was it. Yeah. He kept talking about his ratio. He did the jet thing at Spurs, yeah. yeah. It's when he got he Adi, brought Adi by Oren. He, he got brought Adi by Oren, didn't he? And Adi by Oren went on a mad run for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he did like he celebrated and he like injected, like say he had like ice veins, he was like injecting himself at the end of the game because he won a game, checking his, <laughs> checking his pulse. It's like, what key, don't I? <laughs> do, you remember, um, do you remember when he brought that fan out of the, uh, the crowd as well? Oh, it's just, yeah. That was yeah. Spurs as well. When it sat him on the set, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think the fan like, kept saying, yeah, I think the fan at one of the previous home games, like dig, digging him out because they were losing. And when they were winning a game, Sherwood said, come here. And I like, got him out and put him in the put him in the seat, basically. I don't know, weird, <laughs> weird guy. Proper and now he's guy. that good. He's on Soccer Saturday. On, so yeah. there you go. Awful, awful. George, do you, do you rest any players at Liverpool in, in, in hope of getting something against Spurs or do you just try and go full strength uh, in, in both? I think now we've got more of a squad. I still, like, I think I said it last week, I don't think Lopetegui knows his strongest 11 and I don't either. Like, I would expect probably Joe Gomez to start one of these two games. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be some rotation. Costa might start one of these games as well. Not that I'm, like, advocating that that much, but... Um, I think Spurs are so Jekyll and Hyde, as we've said before. Like it depends what Spurs team turn up. I know Finley just said there, Richarlison hasn't scored for Spurs. You can bet your bottom dollar if he's going to score against anyone, it's going to be Wolves. Um, yeah. 
And then, but like even the team at yesterday, what, what you know, watching them, I didn't think they were that good against Chelsea, really. And then, you know, you're thinking, oh, they've got Ollie Skip, he's like the backup to Benton Kerr, and Dyer's playing Ben Davis and Emerson Royale, Fraser Force is in goal. It's like these are this is a sight of these aren't like bad footballers, but then these aren't players that are walking out, like these aren't players that play for us in our strongest 11. So I think you've got to take a bit of confidence out of that and just think, as long as you can keep the, the front three quiet. Whatever combination that is, they've got some good attacking players. Um, it's a very winnable game, I think. If I can ask you all individually out the next two games, how many points do you think we're going to get? Dave, starting with you. Three. Finn? Two. <laughs> Jordan? <One. laughs> Zero. Dear. Zero, I think, yeah. I thought, I thought, yeah. No, I just think no. I've said their Spurs. <laughs> I've just said their Spurs are Jekyll and Hyde, but knowing yeah. our look, they'll be fucking coming, be like the Harlem Globetrotters for 90 minutes. So, <laughs> yeah. zero. That's my pessimistic balls, balls head on. Yeah, zero. Right then, chaps, moving on to the bet, mate, game. So, it's £3 in for your chance to win the share of £300. And this is for the Prem 3 o'clock kickoff. So, there's, there's quite a lot of teams in this one. So, Dave, starting with you, what's your team and why have you picked it? Yeah, I've gone with, uh, it's a little bit all over the place, but I think obviously between now and then a lot of things can change. But my provisional team is I've gone with Kepper in goal, only because I think Chelsea are rock bottom at the at the moment. The only way is up for, for Chelsea. So I've gone Kepper as vice as well, actually, because I think he'll still get peppered with efforts from Leeds. I've gone with Estupinan again. Uh, he's just a, he just gets the points. I think he might have a slight knock though. I don't I don't think he's playing for Brighton this week in the FA Cup, so I'll, I'll keep an eye on him. Zinchenko at the back for Arsenal against Bournemouth because I think again if he starts they should get a clean sheet. Mitoma uh, for Brighton. I've gone with him as captain provisionally actually um, against West Ham. He's got a really good average of points uh, next to Erdegaard again or Erdegaard or whatever Finn was saying earlier. Um, Harry Kane up top. Uh, against Wolves, unfortunately, alongside mm. Ollie Watkins, who is on flames at the moment. I put a tweet yes. out about Ollie Watkins. This one went absolutely mad about me, tweeting about a Villa player. I was like, okay. Hmm. I said yeah. it on the pod about two months ago when we were playing them. I really liked him. And I got mm. I got the same. So I think he, he gets in some great positions, but I, I don't know what his XG is off the top of my head, but I'd assume you know, he's actually putting <laughs> away his Funnily enough, now. neither do I. George, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talk me through the winning the winning team. So I've gone with Jose Sarr in goal again. I've gone with Craig Dawson again. Like I say, best defender at attacking set players <laughs> in the world, completely. Reese James, um, who probably because I've picked him more team will probably go down with a touch of cramp after five minutes and go off the pitch. Um, I've gone with Odegaard as captain. <laughs> Martin as captain. Let's call him Martin. Enzo as vice captain. Um, and then I've gone with Jared Bowen, and I've also gone with uh, Ollie Watkins as well. Finn? I've got newly crowned goalkeeper of the year, Emmy Martinez in goal, not because I particularly rate him, just because I play in Palace. And I think yeah. they said in the Liverpool game the other night that their team had only scored, like the players that were out had only scored six goals that season because there was no like, like no Zahar and everything. So I backed him. I've gone Emerson against Wolves, to be fair, but that's the only Tottenham player. Then Reese James as well, and Fernandez. Again, studying uh, from the master. And then I've got Lamina, Saka and Ollie Watkins. I've cap uh, Vice-captain Ollie Watkins and captain. He's not a Fernandes, is he? Because he's Argentinian, not Portuguese. So he's a Fernandes. Yeah, he's a Fernandes. Um, Fernandes. <laughs> yeah, Fernandes. 
happen. And <laughs> I've gone with Sanchez in goal. I've gone with Emerson uh, and Junior Firpo as the defenders, purely because they've both been absolute dog shit for most of their time at the clubs, <laughs> but have now all of a sudden turned turned it on. Are in are in great form. Um, I've gone with Solly Marsh in my midfield. It, it just now, you've gone on average five games and just picked all the top players because <laughs> I saw all these players and I thought, nah. <laughs> it just get it's he's just he's everywhere, well, isn't he? It's interesting. Just um, just on that, if we are doing talking seagulls, um, because I was looking at which Brighton player ah. to bring in for the double in FPL. They said even though Matoma is like catching all the headlines of how well he's playing on all the stats, it was McAllister in the last few weeks by a mile at the top, then March, then Matoma. If anyone does FPL, that McAllister seems to be like since he's playing in the ten, he's getting in all the the uh, the XG and all that. Yeah, Sally Marsh is. It looks looks like he could get a, get a few points there. I've mm-hmm. gone with captain Enzo Fernandez, and then vice captain Saka and Ollie Watkins up top. Has anyone not picked Ollie Watkins? No, all the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we'll have a stinker then. Get in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if anyone's listening to this, contemplating picking Ollie Watkins, don't bother. Um, and as previously mentioned with the the the, the Wednesday Betmate pot, there is also full time results pot. So this is the Championship and Prem games. Um, so it's five pound for your five pound in for your chance to win five hundred pound, uh, and you can play that up until up until kickoff with the with the fantasy games. It's you can pick your teams up until five minutes before kickoff, but with the full time results pot, you can pick your teams up until the kickoff. So of course, with all that, please gamble away. Right then, chaps, moving on to the question time. So thanks for those who sent in those questions. I feel like Luke Bennett when I do this segment. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, thanks for the questions. It feels very formulaic. Perhaps I need to change it up a little bit. So big thanks to those on Twitter who sent in a whole host of questions. We really do appreciate it. So Harry Gill has asked, who is a friend of the pod, how much of a difference do you think Fabio Silva would have made for us this season? Amar's Music Show has asked a similar question. Um, but Dave, we'll start with you. Do you think Silva could have made a difference for us? Yeah, he would have made a difference. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, we'd be sort of fighting for the Europa League if he was here. But I think, you know, he would have added something um, that we were lacking, especially after Sasha's injury and, you know, Raul, you know, going AWOL. So I think, he, you know, he would have, I still think he's, you know, before he left the club, his goal contribution per minute was very decent for somebody of his experience and age. Um, and he's shown that again this season. Um, I've not added it up with his Anderlecht numbers, but I mean, his start of PSV has been phenomenal. And seven, his seven games, he's getting a goal contribution every 40, 42, 43 minutes or so. So it's been a really solid start. Um yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him come back next season all being well and, and being a part. I don't think he'll be the main man next season. He's in our number one, number nine striker. I think we need to sign another one, but he's um, you know, definitely better now and a, a better position now uh, than what he was at the start of the season. Any chance of us going out to Eindhoven to watch a game? Possibly. Possibly. Give it, yeah, give it a go. Yeah. It's easy to get there, to be fair, Eindhoven. Is it? I'm sure there's an been, airport. Never there. been to never. I've never Ooh. been to Denmark. <laughs> uh, no. I've, never, I've never done Holland either. So, but I'm sh- there is a there is an airport there. 
they don't like Holland, do they? They prefer Netherlands. Yeah, I, I think it's. I, I've got a Dutch mate. I, I used to kick off about one of them, but I forget which one it was. So he didn't kick off. I'd love to see that match though, Holland versus Netherlands. It'd be a good match. <laughs> yeah, I think. Who do you think would win? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's uh, on the cards. George, fancy fancy Eindhoven for a, for a weekend or for for the night? Yeah, if we can get it, if we can get it sorted, get it in the calendar. Let's do it. If Bet might want to get involved, then you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bet might want to buy for the drink. Exactly. Not, not that they can. Um, it, are they still in the Europa League? I know they're out now, aren't they? Sphere, but nah, they lost. Well, yeah. lost an angle. Uh, yeah. So they can't even involve me in one of the pots. So we can't see, yeah. can't see that happening. But chaps, start with you, George. Do you think he would have made much of a difference this season? It's one of those, isn't it? I think hindsight, probably yeah, but. I'm still really comfortable with the decision for him to go out on loan and get first team experience, if I'm honest with you. And we should be getting excited by the fact and the prospect that he's scoring goals and get involved in, you know, goal contributions rather than I mean, I like seeing the highlights like the next person, but I'm sick of like the 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 social media tweets you get of oh, bring him back, star boy this, star boy that, like, oh, should be here. Like I'm glad he's doing well, but we get it, you know. He's scoring goals. He's a better, it's a better thing for us for next season. But yeah, hopefully he goes and scores 15, 20 goals. But I might have to mute him until August. <laughs> I, I think that absence makes a heart grow fonder and slightly more biased. It's like when a player's out for a while, it's going to be like he, we're missing him. He's he's massive mm. for us, and he comes back, and he's he's, he's as shit as he was before. I think uh, I think that's what to be fair though, like Anderlecht's not a Dave, would you say Anderlecht and and um the Eredivisie uh, the, the Juliper Juliper Pro League and the Eredivisie are similar kind of levels? Maybe Anderlecht's been gashy season though, like they've yeah. been really, really bad. And his numbers for such a poor team, his numbers have still been really impressive. I think he had 11 goals and five or six assists. He just played just over 30 games there in all comps. Um, is a slightly better, I would say, but yeah. still not fantastic, you know. But, but we've seen we have seen a number of players come come from Holland and, and do all right over in England. Well, uh, I'm a bit gutted that Duranville from Anderlecht's gone to Dortmund. Yeah, he was, uh, but we saw that, mate. We we had the vision, mate. Yeah, we, we knew it, mate. We knew, we, we knew. Yeah. If you if you look from our yeah. tweets, you'll see that, mate. We've yeah. actually tipped him three one one for the future. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Finn, do you think he could have made a difference this season? I think it's been the perfect storm, almost. That, as you say, like at PSV, it's been a goal contribution every forty minutes, and and we can't score. That people will naturally come to that conclusion. But I think if we were ninth and had a decent goal scoring record i think this season's been perfect for him what we've done with him i think th at the start of that psv loan i was looking at that that rumored uh burnley choice and thought that would have been good because i never really wanted to chuck him into the championship but if we were ever going to do it i think that would have been the perfect way to do it there'd have been chances galore and and how he's got them playing but now as you see what he's doing with psv it's european like in the Europa league experience albeit for for one or two games um, and the numbers he's putting up, I think he, he'll be in the starting eleven now um, more consistently. And I think it's it's worked all round. If we stay up, it's it's been a great decision. If we go down, you might look at it with a little bit of regret. But no, yeah, I think it's it's right for him this season. If we stay up, it's it's all good for next season. His dad seems to speak quite a lot for him, doesn't he? He's his agent. His dad. Mm. Where is he? Yeah, yeah. That's why well, he, he made a shitload out a shitload out of that deal. Did they investigate that? 
Yeah, because he, out of the 35 million Wolves paid to Porto, Porto only got about 20, 25 million of it. And a big so chunk went to his dad, and the other money. and the other chunk went to Mendes. So, Menge. Mm. Menge. Yeah. <laughs> Menge. Jack Crockford has asked, not really a question, but how much more confident are you watching Wolves post Julian? Uh, post post large. It is a question. I'm I'm a lot more confident. I think not just the performances and everything off the on the pitch. I think off the pitch everything's a lot better. I think with Lopetegui, you get someone that clearly knows what he's doing, the attitude and morale and happiness around Compton and, and the squad seems a lot better. Um, so I'm a lot more confident now. Um, yeah, a lot better now than what we were sort of around Christmas time. And look at the league position and the mini league between all the teams in and around us. We're still top of that sort of post Christmas mini league that people seem to post all the while how about you chaps George feel a bit more confident now yeah 100% the football's so much better um, I say I think Bruno Large is waiting for the uh, PE teacher's role at Wumben High previously and that's his level so you know it's quite interesting um, there's a tweet wasn't there I saw on the weekend about was um, Steve Davies the, Steve Davis was in the way and was and he said like basically Bruno was he? yeah I saw a tweet saying Bruno apparently Bruno ruined the first team is what he said and wow, you could see wow. that because they were fucking dreadful um, so yeah the football I mean the football's a lot better but I'd, I'd back us for to go in and get the football better than what it was to be honest with you we could all see the problem with it. <laughs> I could, we could all see the problem there was uh, they weren't fit enough and there was no Mazalas in the team so we could <laughs> <have to laughs> running laps and get some Mazalas in Five Mazars. If, if if we were to go in at Wolves, what roles do you think we'd all pick up? What as players or no as as, no, as like technical technical team, yeah, coaching technical team. Um Matt, I thought you wanted to be physio, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably looking be at, looking I'd... at Cunha's injury, I'd say. I'll probably be that woman that shows them around. I'd love to know what she does between September and New December signing. and February and March, mate. Yeah. I'm sure she's very busy, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon she's really good at Sudoku. Yeah. <laughs> good show. Good show. I think and, we'd have we'd have Dave in as manager. Fucking hell. I, I think yeah. so because, like, yeah, You're a goalkeeping coach, Matt, surely. For the... yeah, yeah, well, oh, yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, he's a goalkeeping <laughs> expert. <laughs> I think we'd have Jordan as head of sports science. I think <laughs> I'll be my, like, uh, that clipboard would be shouting down, Oi, hello, <laughs> he's got Nunez, Red Nunez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Finn, what could Finn? Uh, with my relationship with grasshoppers, I could be loan manager. I know them inside out from football manager. That'd be beautiful. I mean, it's a little bit disappointing, but I'd do a good job. Yeah, but I want you I want you winning around the more place involved. a bit more though. Yeah, I want you more involved. I feel like you could have something a little bit more different. A little bit mm. different to, to what everyone else. Son's left, Finn. Has he? I met him in a lift once. Great place. Yeah, he left, has he gone to one of the is he uh, No, he's left grasshoppers, China. hasn't he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's left grasshoppers. China, yeah. yeah, it's a shame. Big miss. Um, or I could. The... Sorry, Tom. What happened to the, the the lad they signed in the summer from the J League? Zhang Bin. 
Oh, yeah. uh, Young Sambin. Yeah, he's still yeah, there. Yeah, he hasn't scored a goal, has he? I don't think. He had a two year loan. Um, yeah. The Grasshoppers. Yeah. Yeah. Has he not scored? <laughs> I don't think he's he has. He's scored check. not a huge amount. Kawabi's banging him in. But I'm Kawabi's still adamant he's never missing piece of the jigsaw. Yeah, he's the missing piece of the jigsaw. Again. Yeah, six games and no goals. Worse. Um, but yeah, Kawabi's bang. He's like one in two man in from midfield. Oh, who's the he Korean so correspondent well. we have for the channel? He loves him as Tom well. Tom Parker. No. Young Mo. Young Mo. What's his name? Sung Mo Lee. That's him. Just be what messaging did... me at like like 4pm after Huang Yi Chan scored will... against Newcastle. Mate, can you send me a video of the goal? I was like, mate, I'm stood in the ground. What, what are you expecting <laughs> me to do? Yeah, lads, just try and put that one in again. Just Young, yeah. young Mo. Finn, to... you remember, you sent me a clip of the celebrations and I sent them to him and he put... He did a... a he, de- he did a video of one of Huang's goals and put all subtitles in Korean and he put Finn's mom and sister on the thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> <The clips. laughs> you remember, Finn? Yeah, I do remember. He banged as well. I swear he got thousands of views. And it was just like, oh, yeah. I'm not surprised. Oh, no, mate, just like Finn. <laughs> oh. I'll have to find that. Brilliant. Oh, well, yeah, Sorry. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't even Finn's the game, was it? It was just us on holiday? No, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's really yeah. funny. Um, Len Dog has asked who has been the best January window signing so far, Finn. Can't be Bentley, surely. It's the two it's the two unfashionable ones, isn't it? The way you go, oh, Lamina and Dawson, the two probably the ones given the least attention. It's between those two. I mean, Jao Gomez has got a decent goals per minute record, I reckon, so far. <laughs> um, and I think there's definitely potential with Cunha and Sarabia. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bentley's Bentley's since his arrival, Sarah's got a lot better. So you could argue he's been he's been vital. So they've all contributed in their own ways. But I'd probably just about oh Lamina or Dawson. Oh, I can see George looking at me, so I'm going to say Dawson. So he smiles. <laughs> George, I'd go Dawson, just because he. Everything we haven't had at the back for a long time is very unfashionable. Kick out, kick, snot, everything, leadership. Everyone's been moaning about, oh, you know, Connor Cody bringing back and all that sort of stuff because we miss his leadership. And Dawson's a better footballer and the communicator, and that sort of filled that gap a little bit. I do, I do agree. With, you know, we we got rid of three really experienced centre-halves in the summer. That probably killed us a little bit as well. I think Dawson's papered over that crack uh, a little bit, but I think. After the goal on the weekend, I can't imagine many people are clamouring for Conor Cody to come back after he got spun like a. I don't know what he got spun. Blade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally, don't know what he was doing. Stuck in the mud, wasn't he? Uh, on the weekend. So, yeah. Now, I think Dawson's been the, the most vital, but I think as a window as a whole, they've all added something. I'd even say, like, say, even Bentley seems to have spurred Spar on, Spar on a little bit. <laughs> well, it's a bit bittersweet for you, isn't it, George? Because Collins has come out of the team. Yeah, look, you know, for me, I'd still want Collins over Kilman, but you know, Loptegi ain't got a lot wrong yet. But as soon as, uh, as soon as it starts turning, don't worry, I'll be, I'll be hammering him for <laughs> your boy Collins back on the team. Don't you worry about that. Uh, Dave, best sign in the January window? I'll, I'll say Lamina. I think uh, he's probably, you know, he's had a big impact. I think it showed how much we missed him against Bournemouth as well. I think Collins has been great. I think you know, Cunha and Sarabia have played their part as well, but. Um, and obviously, Jao Gomez, but yeah, for me, it's uh, for Lamina. 
Nigel Ross has asked, with Joao Gomez nearing match fitness and Bubakar on his way back, would you play either one of these and drop Nunes, who has been underwhelming lately? I know we spoke about that a little bit earlier, but Dave, if you were going to replace Nunes with one of those two, who would it be? I think Bubakar could, you know, I think both have got their quality. I really like Bubakar. Yeah, I've not seen enough of Joao Gomez yet to know exactly what sort of role you play him as, because I can see him more in that. I was going to say Lamina role, but I just don't think he's, I don't know. I think he does a lot of the dirty work, which I suppose at times Nunes probably doesn't do as much as he should have. But Gomez looked like a really tidy player at Southampton. Um, and like like George, you said a few minutes ago, I would like to see him start one of these next two games. Um, but I think they're both quality players, both quality footballers. Finn, would you who would you play over Nunes? With the Joao Gomez thing, from what like when when David spoke to people in in Portugal on on the channel, they seemed to say that he was the sort of the Lamina role, wasn't he? He was the the water carrier. Yeah. They they let the guys in front do their thing, and he just sweep up. But seeing the small flashes of him going forward, I'm then doubting whether he will be played further forward. So it'd almost be Lamina for Gomez, which I wouldn't do yet. Obviously, Gomez, you've got plenty of years ahead in mind. And I think, yeah, Bubakar before the injury was was really finding finding his feet. So maybe Bubakar, and as you say, you've got two games in quick succession. So there's, there's maybe even need for rotation, even if there wasn't like a player out of form. So I'd probably give Bubakar a go out of the two and then Gomez maybe another sub-appearance. I don't know. Yeah, but probably something like that. George? Honestly, I don't think seeing enough of even to say who better or who would prefer in terms of like limited minutes, I think. Bubakar is always really impressive. Uh, Palace away, it um, was really impressive. And I think when we brought him off is when we sort of lost control of that game. Mm. But I wasn't at the Leeds game; I was on holiday, so I didn't. Surprisingly, I didn't watch back anything of the Carabao Cup fourth round game other than the goal. So I heard he played well. And then, like I say, Joe Gomez. I think he was brought in as that Lamina role, and I think what he was definitely bought with the future in mind which is Lopetegui said and I feel like you might see a bit of a switch in formation of a more traditional 4-4-2 that Lopetegui might want to play next season with Gomez and Lamina sitting to allow you then to have a bit more of a, a fluid front four as it were I think that's a long term plan to be honest mm. Gibbon Space has said, really appreciate all the content Talking Walls provides. You've been my main choice for Walls content for a couple of years now and often find the funny off-topic stories and banter gives it the feel of listening to mates and he's always welcomes. Thank you for that. He's also gone yeah. on to say, although for weeks but there's only been free of you to participate in the podcast, would it be possible to have a, have a fourth guest? Um, anyone from the fans react? Harry Gill, Joey, Bib. Um, it, <laughs> Bib, I'd feel like we'd need a... We'd need a uh, a bleep machine, <laughs> or or to hook him up to a blood pressure monitor just to make sure he's all right. <laughs> um, but it's, it, I feel like we've got a really good dynamic with the four of us, and even if the, if three of us. But it's also like audio equipment. Like we've all got half decent mics and stuff, and I feel like the quality could be compromised if someone was. I don't know how you feel about it, Dave, but. Yeah, I mean, there's always scope. We did, we've done you. it. Yeah, we've done it before. We had, you know, a number of guests on over the last couple of years. Um, but I think next season will be an interesting one because uh, I've got different plans for the YouTube channel in terms of content and, and different top, you know, different things that a lot more fans can get involved in. So um, anyone interested, you know, 
drop me a message or obviously watch his space. Get mm. things sorted. But obviously the, the standard stuff like the podcast that we do is going to remain the same anyway. We'll be well. Yeah. We're just going to charge you £10 episodes. To... <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. It'll only be five. Uh, Sean Mitchell has asked, finally, and the most important, what's your favourite crisps? Ooh. This is where it gets juicy. Dave, chili, you're a chili heat wave, aren't you? Hey, chili heat wave Doritos all the way. No, I actually had a, a Doritos ad, Doritos advent calendar I did last uh, in December. <laughs> um, the first like six days in a row were all chili heat wave. And I thought, right, this is sound. But at the same time, I thought it was taking the piss a little How bit. How big was so. the advent calendar? Yeah, it was about... He was tall. He was like, you know, probably yeah, so. got, about 25 inches tall. I know. Like 25 inches tall and then the advent the calendar was packets. about yeah yeah <laughs> yeah man, yeah not not like yeah. you know like the proper like the grab bags yeah not the like one pound 50 ones but the you know the ones Bad. you get the meal deal like um nice. so i've just had a look now it's quite quite a girthy box that yeah, yeah. yeah what about the advent calendar it was good it, it was good but because i went to new york the week before christmas i got back and there's about 10 packs of Doritos left it was happy days yeah, chili white Doritos for me. Meal deal, it's one, you know, any, I like all of them. Cool original tangy cheese. <laughs> cool originals are excellent. Yeah. Decent. I, uh, yeah, I love the cool original. I love flame grilled or cheddar and onion McCoys as well. Anything like Ooh. poignant, um, uh, pungent, anything that stinks. You like, like the salt and vinegar onion. ones, McCoys. They're strong. Yeah, they're oh. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. Tyrrells as well, like crisps like that, like proper. <laughs> Crunchy, they're like stale, you know. are they? Aren't they? Nah, they're like proper crisp. They're nice, yeah. yeah I, want, like, I was eating Tyrrells, I'll tell you that. Mature, mature, mature cheddar and red onion. Oh, thank you very much, Finn. What you go to, Chris? You're going to be a ready salted man, aren't you? Or, or <laughs> salt, salt and hula hoops, yeah. yeah salt, salt and salt, shake. I used to salt love and shake yeah. without the salt. I used to love <laughs> salt and shake. I, <laughs> I, um, I don't know. I have like, I have a thing with Chris. It's just, sounds like a like i've got a problem but like i have i'd go salt and vinegar if i'm like seeing people in the day but if it's a work from home day i like as you say like a, a flame grilled steak or a beef hula something that's going to affect your breath but you're not going to like see anyone so like if work from home i'd love something like that but i normally go yeah mccoy salt and vinegar the recent one the sensations chicken and what are they roast chicken and something they're good Times, um but also, well, I'm I'm also big on the. I don't know that you've seen my mum and dad do this every Friday night, right? Every Friday night they do fizz and crisps, and they have giant watsits. Oh, <laughs> that's I, mate, you, that's I just come down to and do. nick one, and the next thing you know, I've been sat there half an hour just going at giant. Oh, mate, they're Stick unreal. Stick to your teeth, aren't they? Yeah, yeah stick here and there. Big one across your arm. Have the spicy ones or normal ones? Yeah, but oh, I don't do this. They do do spicy, but no, that's a bit too much for me. Steady. That you know, I tell you a quick story about the spicy giant what's it? The last time I had them, I a big bag from the service station after the infamous Brighton away Melives Day. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the last time National I had that. Melives Day. It was three o'clock in the morning. I woke up, we're pulling over. I was like, "Yes, we're back." It's like, "Sorry guys, we've got to do a service stop. The driver's over his hours." Like, "No, please." <laughs> the only thing, yeah, the giant what's it? I was like, "Yeah, go on." Then. I, I don't know if it's podcast or not, but like. I swear, every time I open up social media, I see Melly Eves now. He seems to get everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> he used to be fucking he seems everywhere. Honestly, he's everywhere. He's like, he's like, he's like the Candyman. <laughs> Do not say Melly Eves in the mirror at 10 times. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so say Melly Eves three times. It's going to appear in your bedroom. Like, I don't know what it's about. Melly Eves is shut off with a mic in his hand. Tell it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks for the lovely introduction. <laughs> 
<laughs> George, what's your favourite crisp? Um, at the minute, I seem to be like eating with crisp wise sort of vinegar discos, grab bags. Oh, discos! Right, I weren't expecting that. Uh, like, like they're that they're that salty and like like the taste. Like, yeah, literally. But I don't know. You go back for a bit more. Go back for more. So the the, mm-hmm. the uh, petrol station over the road sells it from me, and they were the one. They're the guys who were selling Prime and told me it tasted like metal. I did actually try a Prime as well the other day. I, I had a Prime as well last week. Yeah, so literally it was there on the counter. I've got to try this. Two pound ninety nine. I thought I'm gonna have to have one. It was blue, like I think it was the blueberry. I don't know what it was. It had a better name than blueberry. I tried <laughs> it. It just honestly, it was, I just didn't like it at oh. all. I went into Sainsbury's Compton and there was the whole, it was full. And basically they had three deliveries worth when they were only meant to have one. So I um, tried the limited edition KSI flavour and it was just like a Lucas Aid, man. Paid £2.50. Mm. I was a little bit the disappointed. Ridiculous. But then yeah. I, put a, I put a picture in the, the, the football team I coach. It's all they're on about the kids. Prime. They take Prime to football uh, with them as a, oh, as a drink. And one of the parents from the other side of Willenall text me saying, where did you take that picture? I said, Compton. And she goes, are they still there now? I said, they were there 10 minutes ago. She drove all the way from Willingall just to buy a bottle of Prime. Oh, that's how they were all gone the next day. One of my cousin's kids, apparently now, like they're going to school with empty bottles of Prime and put the water in a bottle yeah, of Prime. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. I'm I like, thought, what yeah, is, I'm like, time. what is this about? Honestly, and like, yeah, it really did taste like it didn't taste like metal. I think that's a bit harsh, but it, it didn't <laughs> taste good. Like, there's people like it, shattering but... afterwards. After I was yeah. like, I don't like this. At Fulham, um, there were some kids that I met. Oh, God, that sounds dodgy, but there were some kids <laughs> that I met. And in... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no one's listening to this. Is the kid's dad? <laughs> but then... God, Get your hands off more, son. You're not saying Millie using uh, Finn Morris in a mirror three times. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, but I'll, I'll finish the story so it sounds less dodgy. But they were showing me that they'd bought some prime, um, and they said it paid 14 quid a bottle from the Tesco. Was it Tesco oh my god, no, it won't be Tesco, it won't be Tesco at 14. No, quid. no, they don't get it, do they? I've gone from the Astra across the, the road from Molyneux, they were two pounds for the red ones in there, but I haven't seen I it. I picked one up in the Astra Queslip by me, and I thought because I sent it in the group chat, then I, I thought, yeah. you know, what, I'm putting yeah. it back, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not succumbing <laughs> to the marketing. You definitely it. brought a creative music. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a prime tank installed, so if you just run yeah. it up now, it's just uh, it's just, just meta meta moon running through the uh, running, running through the gap or whatever it's called. What's what's everyone thoughts on pickled onion monster munch? Yeah, yeah. mate. Oh, he's like them top, as a kid, yeah. Top tier, I, I reckon they are, you know. Mm. Them on a sandwich no. or something. Oh. Oh. They have a crisp sandwich. I oh, don't yeah. like crisp sandwich. But yeah. do you know did we do this one before? I think where I sometimes have this sounds really sad, but peanut butter and then salt and vinegar crisps, and it's like oh, salted it's peanuts. Are you, oh, it's... Are, you, are you pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. So. But like, I know I just tried it once because I, I was running low on fillings. It's beautiful. Is that yeah. so? You oh, put yeah, is peanut yeah, butter great. and salt and vinegar crisps. Just try it. Like it was, I was desperate. Like there was nothing left in the oh, fridge. Thanks. But well, they weren't in the fridge. But you know what I mean. Do, Pring, Pringles. What flavour are you going for? Song vinegar. Yeah. Nah, the not. cheese and onion ones. The sour cream and chives. Sour cream and chives. Oh, sour cream and chives. Yeah. 
Absolutely super. I think I don't know if they still do them, and we'll, we'll close the podcast in a second. Um, <laughs> it was they're called Roysters. They're T-bone steak flavored crisps nice. in like a white and red packet. Roysters, yeah, Roysters, good. Roysters. I think they're called Roysters T-bone. Oh yeah, steak. I can see them, mate. They look like they were in a pub in Britain, nineteen ninety-five. They are <laughs> absolutely yeah. outstanding. Back in the day, it, I was going to say back in the day after a swimming lesson on Saturday at the vending machines. Oinks, quarterbacks, space invaders. Space, space, space invaders, invaders, yeah. Yeah. Oinks were the best. I, I, I saw that oh. cider you were talking about as well, Finn. The other week. Which one? That cider. Oh, yeah. Did you try it? No, I saw a Coca Cola flavoured one. I was intrigued. I didn't oh. buy it. Yeah. Mm. No. Oh, all right. So, sorry, everyone. You can finish now if you want. Coca Cola flavoured cider. Yeah, it sounds good to me, but you know, we move. No. I do like these questions though. If anyone wants yeah. to send in any other questions that are a little bit more light hearted, then as long as you're not being personal, because Finn's had enough <laughs> this week. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you'd, <laughs> you'd froze them, but I just thought it looked like an upset. <laughs> that's been a fantastic podcast gents thank you again for your time uh dave where can people wish to uh want to follow you should they wish to yeah it's uh at dave as a party on twitter and instagram and dave as a party on linkedin and linkedin did remind me that it's been five years in the last week that we started talking i had that email there we go yeah I just had random people that I'm connected with. Dave, congratulations on your work anniversary. I was like, cheers, Kim. Never, don't know who she is. Kim Possible. Cheers, Bab. <laughs> Finn, where can people find you should they wish to follow you? Just on that, by the way, Dave, have you heard Dave's newest song that he mentions Kim Possible? I thought I was the only person that used to listen to that. Uh, watch that even. What's no, I've not, I've, not, uh, I've not listened to his new tune yet, no. A new why well, it's not come out yet. It's called Adriano. It's on YouTube. It's sick. Oh uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I've I've heard the leaks. Yeah, a little Kim Possible bar. But um, Finn is F I N E double R Z. Um, if we win on Wednesday, there will be Dave as a party featuring in the video as we're going down together. So if anyone likes him and not me, there's enough there to maybe watch. But yeah, thank you very much, George. Did you understand any of that about? Is it is it Dave the the, the rapper? <laughs> David. Uh, no. I've stopped listening after Oasis and all, you know, the good old George listens to Rod Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George, George oh, yeah. still listen, listening to <laughs> listening to Vera Lynn. <laughs> the, the Forces Sweetheart. <laughs> Silla Black on repeat. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> George, where can people find you should they wish to, mate? Um, so George was seven on uh, Twitter and Instagram and obviously the LinkedIn. I actually did a post this week. I've stopped posting as much because Matt digs me out for it, but <laughs> Finn will be impressed to know that I did a Last of Us inspired LinkedIn post. Oh, you did you? I didn't see it. I'm going to have a look now after. Yeah, there you go. I don't, I don't dig you out for it. Yes, that's you do. His, <laughs> that's, his, that's his job. So yeah, if you can link, you know, I'll probably end up on the state of LinkedIn now. I've told Matt he'll be like, look at this wanker. Oh, <laughs> the state of LinkedIn. Yeah. Hey, you've, got to, you've got to beat the algorithm. That's all I'll say with LinkedIn. You've got to beat Who's the algorithm. Who's it? Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's where you can find me. I am M Cooper writes on Twitter, Matt Cooper bites on Twitter also and TikTok, YouTube, whatever. We are talking wolves across all socials, including LinkedIn. Um, if you've liked the video, then hit the like button. If you're new here, subscribe. 
And let us know in the comments down below your favourite crisp because we'd be we'd love to know. Until next time, hopefully we've got three points on the road, three points back at Molyneux, and things are looking a bit more rosy again. But until next time, take care and see you later.